Well, would you look what time it is. You may be late, but you're listening to Denver's greasiest comedy podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Wentz, here with our guest, Byron Graham. Step into the mouths of perception on the uncontrollable urge, where we talk about drugs and love to party. And party, indeed. I, uh, I enjoy a, a party. I mean, I'm not like... I, the thing about parties is that I don't... I'm not a big crowds guy. I hate them. I don't I like to people. be surrounded by people on all sides, but I do like a party atmosphere. Like to be on the edge of the party overlooking it slightly. You know, Gatsby-like. <laughs> we just need uh, to make a CD that's ambient party people, just people talking in your home. Or just get invited into more VIP sections. That's my goal. <laughs> bottle service. Yep. Well, no, bottle service is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just go down to the old liquor store and pay 10 bucks for a fifth. Anyways, here we talk about drugs, talk we about do. doing them. I'm not saying what we're doing right now, but Byron, what was the first drug you ever did? Well, let's talk about your first experiences. Uh, I was 13, and I smoked uh, some pretty ratty swag weed out of a metal pipe and drank, uh, like, me and four of my friends shared a fat tire, Ugh. and then drank some cooking sherry. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember I hated the the booze and I loved wheat. Immediately I got high the first time. I don't. I, people don't say they don't. I don't know. I was high as fuck. I got, yeah, I got high as fuck, and I didn't I even like, inhale. Yeah, I ate a bag of bugles. Uh, <laughs> I didn't inhale right first, but it was my friend's older brother, so he was sort of a weed sherpa. He's like, "You're hitting it wrong, faggot." Like, All right. Uh, and I yeah, and I started smoking weed semi regularly. Where did that go? Where? What are we talking after that? We're talking about heroin. We're talking about no heroin. Uh, needles are a big hurdle for me. I'm afraid of them. I uh, no meth be. either. Never done meth. That's the one that I've been offered several times and turned down firmly every time because it's gross. It's a gross thing. Yeah. Have you done it to yourself? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I thought uh, I was at the light rail coming home from work and I was doing cocaine a lot. Okay. And this guy he comes up to me and he's, hey, you want some ice? Or like he ran through a list of fucking code words. And I sure. go, oh yeah, uh, but I, I don't. I only have this ten sack of weed, so he gave me a twenty sack of meth, and then I did it at work the next day. <laughs> and boy, did that light me up. Yeah. Oh, was it? That's. I don't find. I've taken Adderall, which is an approximation of it, right? And I don't find that enjoyable in the slightest. It helps me focus for a long drive or a deadline, but as far as like a party, I'm not, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Be all paranoid and all yeah, all alert. And I've known a lot of tweakers, and they're the worst people. Yeah. When did you start doing acid, shrooms, hallucinogens? Uh, most of that stuff was late high school, freshman year of college. I think I, the first time I did coke, I was 16. The first time I did uh, ecstasy, I was I was around that same time, and it was pills, not Molly yet. <laughs> uh, Molly wasn't until I got to see you, Boulder. It was the first time I saw that. Um, I, I always have preferred pills. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, all the uh, shrooms, acid, all in high school. Shrooms when I was about 16, all the other stuff, 17, 18, 19. And those were like the, the prime drug years. <laughs> what's the uh, most trouble you could have, like, what's the situation you could have gotten fucked up a lot while you were on drugs? Oh, I've, I've been in serious legal trouble. Oh, yeah? I had to do... I was on probation for three years. The orientation week at CU Boulder, I got arrested smoking weed on uh, Farron Field. Jeez. Which is like a rite of passage as a yeah. student there. Everyone does it all the time. 
This particular night, they had security guards. Oh, God. Or, uh, not even security guards, plainclothes police officers. So it was like weird. What's that 40 year old man doing here? Oh, God, we're arrested. <laughs> but I'd forgotten, because when I went to see you, I, I grew up in Colorado Springs. And so I had weed, you know, because I sold it and stuff in high school. <laughs> Partied. And um, it's like, if I bring like an ounce with me, I'll be the coolest guy in school. Everybody will want, like, people will put me in their phone as weed guy. <laughs> make a bunch of friends right away. And it totally worked. And this guy traded me uh, a pill. He's like, oh, it's a Darvocet. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. But I assumed it sounded like Percocet. Yeah. And I looked it up later and I was like, oh, wow, it's even stronger than that. <laughs> cool. But I just had it. And so when I got arrested, that pill bumped the charge up to a felony. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, uh... Was on probation that whole year, failed uh, UA, and then I got court ordered to rehab, kicked out of the rehab, <laughs> and then I had to go to another one, and then I like kind of worked there for a while. What did you was... get kicked out of the first one for? Batman. Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I always hear that. I see on the on the rehab shows like Scared Straight or. I did it the other one too. I just did get kicked out because like this was a last stop kind of place. There was nowhere else for you to go. You had to either here or the war. I had to. I was banned from talking for a month. I was seriously not allowed to say a single word. Oh, I had to wear God. a shirt that said "Don't talk to me." It was humiliating shit, dude. It was the like the worst drug experiences I ever had was the shit that people like forced me to do to try and recover from my problem. Like, and I mean. That's a privileged story. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I it, I don't want to like over gloss over the fact <laughs> that like if I was black I'd be dead or in jail. You know what I mean? So like I have the I have the white kid version of getting in way too much trouble for something dumb as and at a young age. Yeah. And it sucked, but I don't want to pretend like it couldn't have been worse if I weren't like felony pretty well been in, off. Like, like federal pound me in the ass mm -hmm, prison. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for just like a pill. I mean, the guy knew it. Was, the, the cop arresting me knew how dumb it was, but he still did it. Oh, piece you of know? shit. Um, and then other than that, there's like I had a real bad week of smoking crack in Florida, and that was like the worst uh, of drugs got for me. Fucking Florida. Yeah, that's the thing. I was I was driving. Uh, it was after I got kicked out of that rehab. I was like, fuck this, man. I'm gonna get high. <laughs> so I was driving around looking for weed, and the guy's like, no, man, but I got that hard. And I was like, that's 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 crack. Which I did not know until being in rehab with a bunch of crackheads. Which is like, by the way, if you send someone to rehab, it's basically sending them to graduate school for drug addiction. <laughs> They'll go in there, like, I was, you know, I did, like, I partied a lot, but I was by no means an addict. And I, yeah. like, got to know, I was like, oh, wow, so let's see, you know, I'm, I'm pantomiming <laughs> taking notes. Of like where to go buy crack in this area. So you gotta go Florida. downtown. You yeah. take the 15 bus. He's like, man, every time I drive down Delray Boulevard at 3 a.m. and the Haitian guy named CJ comes to the corner, it was seriously that elaborate and easy. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, the worst thing that happened was that guy CJ tried to force me to suck his dick. Yeah. Yeah. Suck and my I, dick. I'll give you some hard. Uh, no, he just like he kind of like grabbed at me like this and I was like mm, no dude and then uh, we parted ways after that and <laughs> no I more smoking yeah. crack and I have not uh, yeah haven't done it since um, and that was the worst uh, he stole my iPod too but he probably could have stolen my car so 
Yeah, it could have been a lot or worse. Or your, your mouth virginity. You could have mouth raped you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It could have been terrible. Again, I'd like, it was bad, but I don't want to pretend like it can't be so much worse. <laughs> they found Byron laying in the alley yeah. several hours later with a raped <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and his iPod yeah. stolen. <laughs> yeah, after I got off probation, I uh, started smoking weed again, and then it was legal, and I was, uh, you know. And I've slowly, like, dabbled with other stuff. After, like, I hadn't done, until I really started doing comedy, I would pretty much just smoked weed. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then, for some reason, you just start putting things into your body. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's, it's, uh, I didn't really drink much either before I started doing comedy. Like, I, I would drink, uh, wine, you know, with my girlfriend, but I never, uh, I never, like, I didn't have a bar drink, a go-to bar drink. Oh, until yeah. I, until I started comedy, and now that's a gin and tonic. Oh, that's always a good classic, one. Classic, uh, classic cocktail, refreshing during the summertime. Uh, I can't really drink. No? Yeah, oh. I'm only, I'm not gonna say Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> you can't really go to bars yet. Yeah. So you don't have your classic, uh, bar cocktail. <laughs> not legal. Uh, what is probably your favorite, like, experience that you've ever gone through? You're just tripping balls, you're in a museum of tits. Sure. Uh, I enjoy MDMA a whole lot. Um, well, I took uh, LSD and went to the aquarium in college. That was a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Like, the Denver Aquarium was pretty new <laughs> back then. I don't understand people who turn their noses up at it either. It's like, yeah, it's not the best aquarium in the world, but it doesn't belong here. It's yeah. a semi-arid mountain plain. <laughs> it fucking it's rules. Stingrays yeah. and fucking, I think it has sharks. Yeah, Little it does, sharks. man. It's a it's a cool aquarium. I, I highly endorse it. Um, Endorf. Take a <laughs> take an Uber. Take some LSD. Wander around. Touch the glass. Get weird. You can uh, go under the little time. glass. You can see into the little bubbles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can be surrounded by it. So it's like where you're in a oxygen breathing environment, but you feel as though you're in Don't free in anything. the water. It's Do great. Do not free anything. No, yeah. Keep your clothes on. <laughs> I'm not very, I don't want to draw attention to myself on hallucinogens. Oh, no way, Jose. I did that at the art museum and I'm fucking walking around and they have the people that just like ask you. Oh, yeah. How's it going? I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, or if you have to transact any, or like if money has to be exchanged for something, that's tough. Unless it's like candy. For some reason, I feel fine buying candy, but I can't get into a movie. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want. Yeah, like that's a lot of information being exchanged. I think you can do it mostly wordlessly, and I, I feel like there's just always like a slightly panicked but also <laughs> delighted look on the face of a tripping person. He knows. I think he knows. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. Maybe he doesn't. What is his life like? But I hadn't done it since like last summer until I went to San Francisco. Oh yeah. And uh, I think it's better that way because I like especially with LSD. Like, you can really go off the deep end if you do it all the time. Yeah. You're just in a ward thinking you're a glass of orange juice. There's just some, I mean, even like even not to be that extreme, just like if all your waking hours are spent in, like, you know, because I get that it keeps you awake, so people will some sometimes justify to themselves to, like, keep it rolling along that way. But it's, yeah, I mean, eventually you need to... And it's also one where I don't want any more drugs. I don't know. I'm ready for it to be over by the time it's over. 
Yeah, like get to the end of the the trip. Oh, I think I'm gonna take uh, some more LSD. But if it's good, I really like it. I much prefer it to mushrooms. Oh, yeah, I would much rather do LSD than mushrooms. I get like 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 finicky. I don't feel well. My stomach hurts the like the first hour. I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up. Oh god, I'm really gonna throw up. Like <laughs> the first time I ever did them, it was at like Mouth House. Mm -hmm. Me and my friend. He's like 16. I'm 18. He takes a bunch of them. I leave him. I go with Connor to fucking yeah. get LSD for him. Come back. I guess a noise show had gone on where they're like wearing goat heads and stuff. The first time the kid ever did mushrooms. I mean that's great, but you don't want to be alone. Oh yeah. Well, he wasn't like and alone 16. alone. He was. But like, he was by himself. Yeah. Secluded. Among, yeah. He didn't know anybody. No. And there are people with goat heads. <laughs> How is this? What's he doing today? <laughs> is he okay? Uh, uh, he's actually doing pretty well. I, I call him the okay. wizard. If uh, anybody's got a free kitchen, he can make DMT. Okay, so he's not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> so we should be very concerned about this now 18-year-old. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, we're going to take a small break. We'll be right back with more hilariousness on The Uncontrollable Urge. I'm Aaron Wentz. This is Byron Graham. I'm Byron Graham. Coming right back. What's banging, party people? And every night with everything just right with a glass of bread wine. Now experience the true taste of the Lord. Great for Sunday church, brunch, communion, Christian stuff, or just need some of Lord's answers. Bread wine. Available at liquor stores, church outlets, or your parents' liquor cabinet. Provided by the Jesus P. Cristo Corp. Also, just a friendly reminder to like our Facebook page at The Uncontrollable Urge, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat at Certain9. If you ever fancy advertising or being on the podcast, just shoot me a message on one of those fine applications and we'll see what we can do. Thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, and we're back. We are back. Aaron Wentz. Truffs. I'm Byron Graham. I'm back as well. Uncontrollable Urge. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> What's going on? Alrighty, we were just reminiscing. Right uh, before the break, we yeah we were talking about your habitual hormone. <laughs> uh, well, back in the day when I had a good job, I, uh, I used to do uh, a lot of whores. Uh, I made good money, so I just found these ladies on Backpage. I'd give them a good call. The trick is you find a kind of let's say like a six on the scale from one to ten. Uh, because why would a why would a cop be Ugly, obviously. That was your rationale. Yeah. Do you think that it was there's a confidence issue underlying that? Mm. Did you not feel like you deserved the prettiest whore? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a simple man. Simple I got man. Simple, needs. simple pleasures. My issue with it is the transactional nature of the, of the Congress. You know what I mean? Like my boner is sort of contingent on the fact that this girl wants me super hard. And if money is introduced into that equation, that becomes a question. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not into this. This is an economic disadvantage that my boner is exploiting. But because it's a uh, And I'm saying simple... this in a judgment-free way. <laughs> because it's a simple old, the oldest job in the book, 
Oh, no, I get it, yeah. I, they make you feel like you're at home, like they want you, like mm -hmm. you've been banging them for years. Okay. So that's why you keep coming back. You want to believe, they want you to believe. Yes. Yeah. That's part of the contract. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, did I just make a horror come, or is she just very good at acting? Sure. And it's probably, it's obviously the second one. Because sure. Because she's seeing dick after dick after dick, and... I get it, yeah. I mean, that's a... <laughs> My above average member is not going to do any... Do you feel like you're happy having left it in the past? Now that you're approaching fatherhood, oh yeah, I'm about to have a baby girl. Just mm -hmm. found out today. Uh, yeah, I cannot be banging whores, and it's sure. not like because I'm tied up in a relationship, I'm not banging whores. It's I, it's kind of childish. I could go. To, I could have gone no, to jail for a really it, yeah. long time. I do think it should be legal, <laughs> but I only th I think legalizing it safe? is just harm reduction. I feel like if women had a full range of economic opportunity that wouldn't go into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't really, like, I can't really hang out in strip clubs either. I'd never <laughs> been into a strip club until the, I did a show at the bus stop in Boulder. <laughs> That's right, bus listeners. Stop. Sad place. When you're a fat guy, though, and you're just sitting there, you're at the little stage, and she's... I'm a fat guy. I've been a fat guy. She's growing up on your fucking, like, sweater, whatever, your, your mm -hmm. shame blankets. Sure. And then all of a sudden, your just gut is hanging out. Yeah. And I just, because then she's up on your chest where yeah. there's just a wad of fabric now. Yeah. It's, it's not good. I don't know. No, that would make me very uncomfortable and self conscious. <laughs> My two bucks is wasted. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I did not. I, I felt more comfortable on stage than in the crowd, <laughs> honestly. The, what? Doing the set was the most comfortable I was in the bus stop. I've. And, like, the strippers were making fun of me because I was, <laughs> like, a schoolboy, like, waiting for his mom. You know, like, some latchkey kid. They was just like, ugh, boobs. Um, I'm just waiting yeah. for my ride. Thank you. Can I have a Diet Coke? I feel like I just I internalized feminism too much where it's like I've castigate myself for all of the shitty things that, men's, that men do. Um, but I, I mean, I also, you know, I get it, man. <laughs> I try to be like an actual gentleman in there. I'm, sometimes, a, I'm a real, I'm a real hornball. I get it. Sometimes you're in there and there's just like a truck driver. Mm -hmm. He's hanging out. He's like not, he's reaching his hand in the girl's skirts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh, at least we're not that guy. Okay, yeah. What's your, uh, what's your, what was your sleaziest back page type experience? Oldest lady I've ever banged was a whore on back page. Okay. She was... What are we her, talking here? Her thing said, like, in her 30s, but she was probably, like, close to her 50s. Okay, wow. Pretty old. Yeah. Uh, I bought the full hour. Yeah. I call her up. I was getting off of work. Call her up. She wanted a diet root beer. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all of a sudden, I'm over, it's like, Leedsdale, and mm -hmm. kind of, there's, like, a BK there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, she walks across the street, meets me in my my mom's car. <laughs> She's got a broken leg, like, but it's got a boot on it. So then I take her to her little apartment, where she's getting in a fight with her roommate because he also has a man over. Uh, so then we're in the back. There's like clothes all over the floor. It's mm -hmm. not like a well kept apartment. Mm -hmm. She's like puts down a blanket she's like I'm on my period I hope you don't mind well that was the first lady I've ever banged on her period wow. uh, and then she's alright uh, I don't give two fucks if I can take it to pound town I just paid 
Wow. See, that's that's a seer. That's a boner diminishing gauntlet of obstacles. I I was into a uh, fuck it like. No, I it's it's in a way it's admirable. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you soldiered on. You got it done. I lasted the full hour. She said, "Well, first she had to keep <laughs> checking her phone Uh-oh. to make sure that her daughter wouldn't come home." <laughs> And then uh, she wiped, like, we went into the bathroom, we had to sneak in. It was a little weird. Oh, uh, being, gosh. like, with a 50-year-old woman, and I'm yeah. just sneaking around. Uh, barely legal. Uh, she's cleaning me off and stuff. That was pretty cool. It, it was just, I don't oh, know. There was a bathing ritual? No. Oh, okay, because like, it started to sound very edible. <laughs> there was just a lot of fluids. And okay. Stuff. Was that part of the appeal of this older woman, or you? it was just your policy of... Aiming low. If you if you lower your standards, you're never disappointed. That's not just buying hookers, <laughs> listeners. Doing comedy, anything, Tinder. Did you did you ever try that at all? Yeah, uh, try online stuff. I I met a lady on OkCupid. Uh, some people know her as Artemis. I'm not gonna. I don't even remember her real name. But I remember <laughs> Artemis. <laughs> She, uh, we dated for a little bit, and then I took her out to a party. I was supposed to bang her this night. We actually went to the aquarium. I was at that party. Yeah. That was very awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's on Molly. Fucking tripping balls. Everybody's drunk. Including There's me. powders, hallucinogens, the whole kit caboodle. She shows up in a furry coat. So... Uh, unseasonably, I believe, right? Yeah, it was like the fall. Like, yeah. Like summer turning into fall. Just in case you didn't pick up that she was a fucking weirdo from her name being Artemis. <laughs> uh, and then we left the party because she was being super weird. And then she broke up with me like ten minutes into the car ride. And we're in Elizabeth. <laughs> I live downtown. Like, the entire car ride... Did was, I share drugs with you that night, too? I wish. I would have done a shit ton of drugs. I went home and drank a bunch of fucking tequila and watched Rocky Four. I don't know why I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. Oh, the conclusion I had to that story, but that's very tragic. That's did you get you gave her a ride home too, right? No, she. I didn't. I don't have a car still. I have oh, a girlfriend oh, who has a oh, car, okay. So you don't. You can't account for her whereabouts that evening. No, not at all. She probably went to another man's house and <laughs> got her pound on. Oh boy. Well, that's a that's a sad story. I'm much. It seems like you're doing much better now. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I, got, I have a lovely lady. You do. Going to be a dad. Father to be. Daughter. Here's a segment uh, to introduce, maybe as a, like the at the end, right? Each each of your guests gets like a a roll of the dice. Daughter name. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Pick what? The name of the truffled pickles. <laughs> Pick a truffled pickles. That's the call. That's the name of the segment. What's your top one right now? Just a, you should probably kick it off. Probably uh, olive. Olive's olive a is one. a very good one. Uh, other than that, not a lot of them. I like uh, I like Sylvia. Sylvia's pretty good. I'll I throw like that Sylvia. Down. Uh, we like like sixties, like older names. Yeah, no, I say gold, but not an old lady name, just yeah. an old fashioned. Wilma, name. nothing like that. I mean, a little bit ethnic, you know? Sylvia's a good one. Uh, have your, have your listener vote. 
Dial one eight seven 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 seven. The only person who will listen to this episode is both of our moms. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the only people we don't want to listen. <laughs> Um, Byron, why don't you tell us what kind of shows we can find you on, what you do, <laughs> your podcast. When does this come out? Mm, it was supposed to be on the first. So. Okay, it doesn't matter. I, uh, <laughs> I'm in the High Plains Comedy Festival, oh, uh, August Plains. 20th to 22nd, and then I just got into the Beast Village Comedy Festival in Des Moines, Iowa, in early October. Um, so, either one of those... Any Iowan listeners <laughs> get to Des Moines? Uh, internet presence, Instagram, internet, oh, Twitter. Uh, uh, right for the Denver Westward. Just Google Byron Graham Westward uh, at Byron FG on Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for thank having you. me on. Uh, it was a pleasure. All right, guys, keep doing drugs. We'll see you next month. Uh, Don't fight the urge. There's your <laughs> slogan. Don't fight it. Fight the cops. Fuck the cops. <laughs>